if you have your bibles lift it up and repeat this after me this morning lord jesus influence me this morning holy spirit i pray that you speak to us we need you lord we need you just like you are speaking to us through worship through prophecies i pray that you will unlock your hidden treasures to your children we thank you daddy all god's people say amen so we are at the last week of the teaching series we took 5 weeks to talk about the kingdom prayer uh, which is a simple prayer many of us know that jesus taught the prayer that jesus taught his disciples how to pray and we took the last 4 weeks to talk about it and now we are on the 5th week to finish off with this prayer which is the kingdom prayer part 5 and this is what jesus taught lead us not can we all read this on the screen lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and this is a very challenging subject why because uh, there's a couple of scriptures kind of contradict one another when we come to know about temptation this this not in the screen i'm going to just uh, mention it to you there's one in james and then one in also in first corinthians 10 So let's first look at 1 Corinthians 10 and then we will come back to James. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says like this. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And when you are tempted, he will also provide a way so out of it so you can endure. So this is a scripture people use to legitimize their weakness. when they fall into temptation so it's like ah it's you know no temptation i just fall into this but god kind of going to help me out and it's kind of gives the sensation like they can be in and out out of this but then go with me a couple of chapters later in the last few books uh, james james is a brother of jesus he writes this james chapter 1 from verse 13 I'm I'm going to see if I can read it from the message version it's kind of weird but it looks really it it sounds very interesting do not let anyone under pressure to give to evil say god is trying to trip me up god is imperious to evil and puts evil in no one's way and the word evil means temptation the temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us we have no one to blame but the leering and seducing flare up on our own lust lust gets pregnant and as a baby it's called sin sin grows up to an adulthood and becomes a real killer it's kind of weird right so these two scriptures kind of contradict one another one says god never tempts another one says god will tempt you but he will not tempt you to fall but i think if you look little bit deeper these two authors are writing uh, writers i wouldn't call authors there is only one author his name is called the holy spirit so the two writers writing to two different audiences the first audience is a pagan audience where paul was writing to a pagan audience a gentile audience who become christians who are going through lot of challenges in their life and paul was writing the word temptation used for word trials test that's what he was saying no one is tried or tested beyond your capacity okay and when if you turn few chapters and then you come to james james is not writing to a pagan christians he was writing to a jewish christians and james was a brother of jesus but he calls himself a servant of jesus jesus had four brothers by the way you know that right his name is called kupasami mailsami kandasami madasami 
what are the four brothers name that's easy to remember i am a tamilian no so those easy <laughs> anyway let's not go there but this is the thing so james who calls himself a servant of jesus but actually is a brother of jesus and he writes this and he goes on and says let me read it in a normal translation probably that will help you when tempted no one should say this is from a new international version god is tempting me for god cannot be tempted by evil nor does he tempt anyone i guess the point here is this we can take any scripture to legitimize our lifestyle so there are some scriptures people take and say women should keep quiet and that's why there are some churches women can never come to the pulpit hello and one of my uncle i have many weird uncles and every family you have at least one uncle who is weird in my family there are more weird uncles so my weird uncle said in the pulpit he doesn't call pulpit he calls it full fit and uh, i told him uncle this is not full fit it's pulpit no you have to be fully fit to be there that's why it's called full fit and uh, he said no he cannot we cannot have women on the stage and i remember going to your country i won't name the country and we were there and i was invited to speak and my wife is going to give a greeting so they have a microphone on the floor for the women to come and give the greeting the man has to stand up so i i was there no when you have the mic you have the power so i said come on baby come up and share and then she started sharing and most of the women felt very validated for the first time because the church never allows a woman to come up so that's what religion does religion puts exclusive boundaries and it kinds of takes one scripture and makes a doctrine out of it but we have to look it from the holistic way so we're going to take this last verse and we're going to take next 30 minutes to look into what the bible says about temptation and what it means to deliver us from evil one so what does that mean this is the prayer of protection so these five prayers for those of you who have not listened we are on soundcloud charles daniel or itunes papa's house you can go into and you listen to the rest four prayers of the kingdom prayers so the first four talks about different things like praise and pardon and provision and now we are going to come to the last one it's called the protection god desires i wrote down here greatest life insurance package is god protecting us that is the greatest life insurance package people pray for everything you know some world view cultures they buy a new car and they take you to a particular place of worship and they put lemon in their tires so that when they cross over they believe that they have killed the evil eye and they can start their new life and i guess you know everyone is looking for some transcendental view to protect us but i think the greatest life insurance package and that's why even the insurance companies call when something natural disaster what do they call they call it act of god and they don't have a vocabulary for it and i guess part of that vocabulary they got it from the church because any tsunami comes we kind of blame it god is not touching when the 911 hit we immediately said this is what god is doing he is doing it god is not in the killing business that's a bizarre stuff i have heard because america has turned into a nation of homosexuals so god is punishing god is a god of life so he is going to send osama to kill 3000 lives that's bizarre thinking we should never allow that kind of condemnation thinking and that's why church instead of becoming a bridge of hope and love to the nations we have become a block of god's wrath and judgment and people look outside the church and they say okay i got what you mean this is called the act of god and i think we should re change our vocabulary let's talk about uh, uh, what does this mean for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever that's how some translations don't have this but we will come to this little bit later so four temptations that that everyone has 
there are four stages in every temptation. The first one is a desire. Temptation doesn't start just like this. People say, well, I just did it. No, it doesn't start like that. It starts with a desire. And the word temptation, don't immediately connect yourself with a sexual temptation. It could be financial temptation. It could be emotional temptation. It could be a temptation that in terms of food, it could be anything else. Whatever that is your weak area, that enemy will attack you. Because enemy cannot attack you on the strong point of your life. He will only attack you where you are weak. So it starts with a desire. This is what the lady looked in the garden. She said, the tree was good to look at. And then it starts, second one, it's as a doubt. Did really God said? It's a progressive thing. No one falls directly, boom, into that. It's all a very progressive stage. If you started, say for example, if you are gaining weight, you don't gain weight from one Big Mac Maharaja. Hello? It may be a revelation for some of you, but it's not. It's over the time, in and out, in and out. And when you go on the counter, how many times the guy will say, do you want to add extras for less than... One dollar or ten rupees or twenty rupees. You want an extra pet, extra cheese. And that time you already paid a two hundred twenty rupees extra cheese doesn't matter. And over the time is where it happens. It's that did really God said? What does that mean? Is it really true? So it's questioning. That's what happened with Eve and in the garden. The third one is deception. Indeed, you will be like God. What is deception? Deception is very deceiving. Deception actually tells you the half truth. He doesn't give you the full truth. So you are deceived by that. That's why a lot of young people, we always tell them, hey, hold on, don't fall into this. Once you get to know a person, you don't give emotionally insight. Once you give emotionally or physically, you cannot see clearly. That's why they say love is blind, marriage is an eye-opener. Kiranti is laughing. No more comments. Anyway, this is deception is indeed, you will be like God, which is basically, we are like questioning Is this really God's word or is it something else? Listen, enemy will use God's word itself to bring you into a place of confusion. Why? Because he is not desiring you to come closer. He is desiring you to go further. That's why he is called the accuser of the brethren. Also sister, I guess. This is the third one, deception. The fourth one is disobedience. You see the logical how it happens, it starts with desire, doubt, deception and disobedience. Disobedience means acting according to what we feel it's good. And this is what disobedience leads to rebelliousness. Rebelliousness produces wickedness. And the word wicked is nothing like you want to kill serial killer or raper. Not like that. It's a wickedness basically means I am turning my back I don't want to see God and I'm going to go my own way. That's what it means. So, these are the four temptation stages. Imagine this. I want you to imagine this. I wrote down here. Adam and Eve were in the most beautiful paradise with no clothes and no kids, but they still messed up. Okay? Stop imagining. What's the reason? It's the temptation they're given. Imagine, we have all the problems, all the challenges. They were in the most amazing, beautiful paradise. They had no kind of responsibility. They were living. They don't need to worry about like, when, what clothes I'm going to wear, unlimited or whatever. They were living in the most beautiful garden, but still messed up. Why? Because this is what happens. It grows into a place where desire becomes doubt, doubt becomes deception, deception leads to disobedience. And the root of disobedience is, starts in the desire. 
people say no i just did it no it's all has a logical concurrency where it starts somewhere and it keeps going on day and day in day out and look at the life of jesus even jesus had temptation the three temptations everyone knows turn the stone into bread what does it mean taking shortcuts our life is always taking shortcuts you don't need to worry you can just take a shortcut if you sit in a auto wala and you say to him turn on the meter i don't know if it still works in some cities but if you know turn on the meter he will take you to the entire city of vellore give you a nice tour am i right or wrong but if you fix the price i don't know it's like vama minnal in the in so fast he will come <laughs> yes sir no this is how it is so we are trained like that you know to take shortcuts turn the stone into bread when this happened it was after the fasting and for those who are fasted know if you fast for 40 days your digestive tract become really really thin because there is nothing goes inside and imagine you take a bread and put it in it's like almost like a stone you will die so the goal of temptation this is what i wrote down when god gives you a thought it's called inspiration when a devil gives you a thought it's called temptation when god gives you a thought it's called inspiration when devil gives you a thought it's called temptation number 2 throw yourself this is what enemy said throw yourself show yourself you are like a spider man or whatever performance this is what happens all the time performance oriented we are taught in religion how to perform religion teaches you to perform put up a nice show you're going to church right wear a proper clothes don't wear the torn jeans that you keep it for your party time church wear up nicely dress up nicely so you need to be accepted you need to belong somewhere you feel good and then you can come up that's why one person said sunday you are born again monday you are dead again this is the mindset of many people that's you're born again because sunday it's a holy day i'm going to do kumbaya i'm going to throw my offering i'm going to share umma umma everything is nice monday i'm just going to start my own life i think some people starts after the church itself it starts and i think that's the religious mindset performance the third one which is interesting if you bow down and the bow down is it's very interesting he takes Jesus to the top of the city and he says all this have been given to me he's talking to the creator who created all this all this have been given to me if you bow down how many times for the sake of temporary pleasure and greed we have given up big big stuff i have a statement in my life i will say no to the lesser so i can say yes to the superior Amen. Say this after me. I will say no to the lesser so I can say yes to the superior. And the ways of God are always superior because it's not like he's tyrannical trying to you know beat us down but this is how it is. He's naturally supernatural God. He wants us to live an abundant life. Okay. Now this is what I wanted to talk about what happens when we are tempted by the way let me ask you one honest question how many of you were tempted very good so beautiful what happens when we are tempted this is a vicious cycle what i'm going to share with you it's a vicious cycle and you will identify with that the first one is a shock everybody goes through that shock <gasps> i cannot believe i did it again i said from next week onwards i'm going to not touch sugar 
Hello? I said to myself, this month, first thing I will do is pay my tithe, pay my rent, but not swipe with my credit card, do whatever. We all make, how many of you had mission statements when you started this year? Yes, I'm going to do this. Resolve, like 31st December. Any, anyone? Okay, how many of you still remember those? This is the reality because this is the first thing with shock. And the second one, it's, it's even going to shock you now. Frustration. What is frustration? Oh, no, man. I did it again. This is my life. I am a broken person. I am a loser. I'm carrying the L board like this, moving around all my life. This is my life. Frustration. And the third one, which is more sad part, it's discouragement. Now, when you feel frustrated, there is no spirit of revival in you. All you are discouraged. And discouraged people are graceless people. Discouraged people cannot celebrate other people's victory. Discouraged people are depressed people. Discouraged people pull others down. And when you are discouraged, you can notice what's going on. You know, like this guy, you are so depressed that he needs to go and eat after every depression. Hello? This is what happens. This is a vicious cycle. So shock, frustration, discouragement. On and on. But Jesus has a remedy for us. That's where we're going to get into this. How are we going to deal with this? Because, you see, I'm 41 years old. Some of you know my testimony. When I was 10 or 11 years old, I can't remember exactly, I was introduced to pornography. And since the time, almost eight, nine years, I was struggling a lot. And I think in the around 19 or uh, 20 years, the Lord started delivering me out of that. And still now, I can say this honestly before you guys, God has helped me to live a holy life in that area. I'm not saying I wouldn't have any temptation, but God has taught me how to live a life of overcoming temptations. So I want to give you practical tools. So this tool could be applied for any situation. You know, so many times pastors from the pulpit, they prophesy, they tell the names of the passport number. They tell the name of the color of your hair, the original color, especially for girls. I mean, <clears throat> sorry, I just need to throw it in the sideline. And they tell all those things, but then they are hooked up in pornography. You see, this is what God is desiring. God doesn't want to conquer through you. God wants to conquer you first. I used to think I am part of God's army. Then the revelation changed. Now I am not part of God's army. I am the lover of God. He has got legions. He's got plenty of angels to fight. Hello? We are not part of God's army. We are lovers of Christ. And that's the revelation that makes me realize like, wow, if this love has set me free, how much more I should be committed. So let's go into deep. There are five I wrote down. Let's first talk about this. How do we overcome temptation? You are not a superhero. Turn to someone and say, you are not a superhero. And you say, you too. <laughs> Let's practice it again. You are not a superhero. It's so easy to say that, but to hear that, it's not good, isn't it? You too. And anticipate. What does that mean? Anticipate temptation. That's what the Bible says. Watch and pray. Let's read the scripture, Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, flesh is weak. It's the most misused scripture in the Bible. They will say, spirit is willing, brother. 
Have you heard that? My spirit is willing. In my spirit I will be there in your fasting prayer. In my flesh is SBR or Vellur Kitchen. Spirit is willing. I wrote down here, religion says your flesh is weak, that's why you fall. Okay, you have to listen carefully. Religion says your flesh is weak, that's why you fall. Kingdom says your flesh was weak, but now it's dead. But your spirit is now strong and dominant. Therefore, in Christ, you are more than a conqueror. Can I repeat this? It's for free, okay? Let me say this again. Listen, religion says your flesh is weak. That's why you fall. How many times we used, blamed the flesh? Hello? You look very holy to me. Maybe this crowd I'm going to try. How many times we used our flesh to blame our weaknesses? This is my stinking flesh, brother. It just came out. Especially when I see somebody, something comes out. One guy told me, brother, I have two faces. Church face, out of church face. In Tamil it goes even better, but I can't translate all those. But the kingdom says, your flesh was weak, but now it's dead. But your spirit is now strong and dominant. Therefore, in Christ you are more than conquerors. What does that mean? Religion puts the emphasis on your weakness. Kingdom puts the emphasis on the strength that you have in Christ. Amen? Say this after me. Religion puts emphasis on my weakness. Kingdom puts the emphasis on his strength. So people call me and say, oh, your flesh is weak? I say to them, no, it's not weak, it's dead. It's dead. Pura katam Dead, that's it. When you are dead, you cannot sin. Hello? The reason why we still sin conscious is because we think our flesh is still weak. Say this after me. I am not a superhero. I will anticipate everything that is in front of me. What does that mean? Anticipation is not speculation. Okay, this is very important. Fruit of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit works together. Fruit of the Spirit is what? I learned it in my Sunday school, brother. That was long time ago. Hmm? What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, meekness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Am I right? Okay. Anyway, I, I did it, man. Hallelujah. <laughs> For the first time. Anyway, but that's the fruit of the Spirit. What is the gift of the Spirit? We have nine charismatic gifts and we have eight practical gifts. It's in the Romans and the First Corinthians. So the fruit of the Spirit and the gift of the Spirit work together. One of the gifts is called discernment. Okay, the discernment spirit operates on the platform of love. What is love? It is the fruit of the spirit. Am I right? Okay, now, if you don't have love, if I don't have love towards one another, and if I have bitterness, I cannot use my gifts on the platform that is not there. So what I am using? Another platform. What is that platform? It is called hate or fear. So if I stand on the platform of hate and fear, what is the gift I will be using? Suspicion. You understand? This is how it is. So, when we talk about anticipate, it's not like we are like suspicious. We are discerning. We are discerning. Okay, this place I'm not going to hang out. Why? Because spirit in me is more important than anybody else. 
the most important person to please in your life is nobody else other than the Holy Spirit. He's the most important person. That's why Billy Graham said, the church has tried to please everybody, but not the Holy Spirit. And this is a challenge. And when we talk about the Holy Spirit, it's not for the freaks, the Pentecostals. It's for everyone. Every single Christian can walk with the Holy Spirit. I'll come to that in the later part. So the second point, take responsibility. What does that mean? Stop blaming and start fixing. What is blame? Blame means being lame. Always, I am like this because what happened this. I am like this because of what happened. I am like this because I am an Indian. I am like this because I am Tamilian. I am like this because my mama ate ice cream and she was pregnant with me. I am like this because my daddy, when I was three years old, he dropped a hammer on my head. It's like constant blaming. Have you noticed? Every time. And in, even in Tamil, they will say, why you are bleeding? The stone hit me. That's the literal translation. As if the stone is waiting. When is Charles coming? When is Charles coming? Let me hit him. It's the culture of blaming. Every time. Why you're late? It became late. Hello. When you go to the movies, I love watching movies. You don't go after five minutes. The movie starts. Have you ever been to a movie after five minutes? You feel like you missed the whole plot. Am I right or wrong? You constantly. Just now started. Just now started. Yes or no? One honest person. Hallelujah. The rest of you are like, I'm holy brother. What is cinema theater? You know, anyway. <laughs> Responsibility. 1 John 1 9 says, If we confess our sins to God, He will keep His promise and do what is right and He will forgive our sins and purify us from all wrongdoing. The wrongdoing actually means the Greek word is wickedness or unrighteousness, turning away from God. When you say, I don't want to walk in your ways. I'm just going to do my own way. What does that mean? You take responsibility. What is responsibility? Write it down. Respond according to my ability. That's called responsibility. God never requires you beyond your ability. You just say, God, I messed up. I'm sorry. Again, I messed up. For the zillionth time, again, have mercy on me. But we don't do that. That leads me to the third point. Run to God for help. Which is very sadly, we don't do that. Why we don't do that is because we don't run to God because it's pride. We think we can fix it. That's why I said the first point, I am not a superhero. We live in a superhero culture, right? Even now, Tamil movies are producing with superheroes culture. One guy is 70 year old, he hits 50 people. Just like this. And he flies on the top of the pole light and the pole light gets into fire and the entire neighborhood loses power. But if you see him in the real place, he will be walking like this, Piles patient. Hello? This is a reality. We are are stuck in this superhero culture where we think we can fix it. Let me tell you, Jesus never created us to be independent. He created us to be interdependent. That means I need you, you need me. Turn to someone and say, you need me. Some of you have neck problem, I'm going to pray for that. Right now, in Jesus' name, healing Father. Amen. Let's try it now. I need you. Wow, my prayer works very fast right now. I need you, you need me. Okay, if you're sitting next as a couple, you can just say, I need you, baby. I need you, baby. Okay, but don't make a prophetic statement towards someone. Okay, okay, we are not yet there. Okay, okay. 
Second one, the reason is condemnation. We don't go to God because we are condemned. Why? Religion has shamed us. See, religion condemns you. Religion shuns you. World kind of uh, ignores you, but the kingdom empowers you. The condemnation, I feel so ashamed to go again and again. How many of you felt you fall into the temptation again and you feel ashamed to go back? And say, God, I'm sorry. Again, I made it messed up. Again, I said I will never be angry. Again, I said I will keep my mouth shut. Again, I blow it up. Again. Hello, the word again. How many times said again? That's the thing. It's a condemnation spirit that tells you like, you don't deserve to come boldly. That's why the author of Hebrews says, come boldly to the throne of grace. What is the throne of grace? It is a grace. That grace means gift received at Christ's expense, which means you can never earn God's love. It's the finished work on the cross. Amen. That's why no condemnation. Bible says, Romans 8, it says, in Christ there is no condemnation. Paul talks, Romans 7, the whole struggle is God. Everything, all the mess. And then Romans 8, it says, in Christ there is no condemnation. Religion condemns you because religion talks about you deserve punishment. Kingdom talks about you deserve restoration. One focuses on your past, another one focuses on your future. That's why big difference between a religion and a conviction. Sorry, condemnation and a conviction. Condemnation tells you how bad you are. Conviction tells you how good God is. Amen. Come on, say amen. I'm preaching good. Amen. Number three, lack of confidence. What is the lack of confidence? I'm not sure this will be my last time. I might fail again. Lack of confidence. That's why we don't come to God. We, say, we try. We try our best. We will say, Lord, I will try. I will do this. I'm going to go. You know, some, someone is running a camp. Let me go there. And then you go to the camp. You sing Kumbaya and then come back. Something else happens. It's like constant religious circle. That's why God says, you know what? Run to God. Run to God. Jeremiah 33.3, it says, Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you do not know about the things to come. That's from the Living Translation. 46.1 of Psalms says, God, you are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. This is from the Passion Translation. You are proven help in the time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. Amen? So that means I am going to run to God more than anybody else. When I fall, when I fall, I'm just going to pick up myself and I'm going to run to God. Why? Because God exalts the humble. Amen. But you say, ah, I feel condemned. Ah, I can't do this. Ah, I can fix it, God. I only need your help. One lady was, you know, this was in, uh, not in India, but some other country. She was trying to find a parking in a big parking lot. And she said, Lord, help me to find a parking. And then, no thanks, I already got it. It's like that kind of prayers. Like we think, oh, I really no need. I can fix myself. That's why, let's go back a little bit. And it says, I'm not a superhero. I take responsibility and I run to God for help. Number four, connect with a Christian friend or join a life group. We, that's why we have life groups. Why in life group, I'm not going to rant for 40 minutes. We have broken down in small bits and pieces where we can share, we talk, we being vulnerable and we open ourselves. And if you're not part of a life group, we're going to very soon start in different locations. We are praying for proper leaders. God will raise up. We asked a few people to be part of the leadership team and, uh, and they are praying as well. 
That's what 1 Corinthians 15.33 says. Bad company corrupts good character. What does that mean? That means you have to connect with a Christian friend. If you have troubles, you have challenges, seek someone for help. The more you don't seek, write it down. You are as sick as your secrets are. Make sense? You are as sick as your secrets are. In other words, the more you hide, the more you conceal, more God cannot reveal His love. Last week when we talked about forgiveness, that's why we shared, revealing your feeling is the beginning of your healing. It's very important. That's why you have to connect with a Christian friend. I have mentors. One of my mentors is coming for the School of the Holy Spirit. He's going to teach. He's from Germany. He's coming. Next week, you will see him. I mean, he's not the perfect. Neither one is perfect. But I know there are a few things he's hired of me. So I keep him and I share my heart in that particular area. And we have a mentor for our family. We cannot say, I have arrived. The moment you say, I arrived, that's the day stop growing. Amen? So this is the important part. Okay. Connect with a Christian friend or join a life group. This is what two examples I wrote down. If you hang out in a barber shop, eventually you're going to get a haircut. Yes? This people say, I, I just going to go to the bar and I'm going to drink orange juice, brother. People will say, orange juice is not nice. One guy will come, a Christian brother will come. He will quote a scripture. Don't drink, just water. Add some little, finish it. Come on. You, you. That's for Timothy. I'm also very weak, brother, like Timothy. This is a reality. That's why we have to have people around us that can add value to us. Look at your relationship. Take your Facebook friends. Look at your WhatsApp friends. Look at your contacts. Ask yourself this honest question. Which are those friends who's adding value to you? If they are not adding value to you, you don't need to. No, we live in a technological world where you can gently unfollow them. You can gently snooze. Now Facebook has an app where you can snooze them for 30 days. Snooze them for 30 days. Hello? You don't need to see their junk feeds on your Facebook wall. Just snooze them for 30 days. Create a culture of honor. If you don't add value to yourself, no one can add value. Amen? Okay. This is what I wrote down. The idea of God for us to live a productive life, never independent but interdependent. A Christian friend should have at least a mentor who is at least one or two steps ahead. You don't need a perfect guy. You don't need to go and say, okay, Renard Bonke, you're going to be my mentor. It's not going to be possible. He's 84 years old, plus, you know, it's, it's never going to work. It's, it's not possible. And I can't mentor everybody, but you have some networks in your life. You just ask a friend, look at your friend who is at least two steps higher. If you find somebody on the same level, you'll be saying, it's okay, bro. If you sign somebody who's lesser to you, they'll be like, hmm, one packet cigarette, I finished two, already 12 o'clock. It's okay. Chalta hai. That's it. That's why everyone has to have four people in their lives. What is that? Mentor, a role model, friend, and a disciple. A mentor is somebody who pours into your life. Role model, you can look up to someone. A friend, you share. Disciple, you pour into their lives. Otherwise, you will be a constipated Christian. So many Christians are constipated. Fill me, fill me, fill me. No outgoing. They are constipated. Hello? Yes or no? 
that's why you need a friend to share connect pour into life okay fifth point is very easy run like joseph did you know the story of joseph right i'm going to read from genesis 39 verse 12 says she grabbed joseph by his outer garment and demanded let's have some sex instead joseph ran outside leaving his outer garment still in her hand this is from the international standard version okay what did joseph did not do joseph did not argue joseph did not say sister actually he didn't do that or he didn't ponder oh is this the way of the lord promoting me and he didn't even resist he didn't say let's pray together let's do a fasting let's invite somebody else inside he didn't do all those nonsense this is what people do you know joseph didn't even fight what joseph did he just run turn to someone say just run use that word run come on look at someone don't stop just run can we can i hear the word run okay some americans cannot say run they will say they need healing anyway look at the scripture in genesis 39:12 she grabbed joseph by his outer garment and demanded let's have some sex this is i mean this one issue of temptation but there's a lot of other stuff you just run if you are in a buffet and if you have a area of sugar that's your weakness don't keep staring at the donuts i used to kick demons out of the donuts i would say in the name of yeshua get behind me satan one day the lord said there is no demon in the donuts charles it was a big revelation for me honestly one of the biggest revelation in, for me there is no demons in the donut hello i'm adding some humor to it but you get my point so this is what we do we cast all the demons but then there is a demon inside you can't cast the problem and disciple a demon it doesn't work like that that's why you have to run you have to choose to let go whatever it is your temptation you just let go how many times you walk into a super mall or you you walk into a mall you just said all i'm going to do is to look yes but when you came to your parking you had three four bags brother the lord provided brother this morning only i got this new credit card and it has got 5000 on my limit dollars what you just said 2 hours ago nothing just finish it help me come on just looking what is that every place has a spiritual stronghold every city has a stronghold cities are concentrated of sin but also concentrated of holiness it depends how you look at it if you are sin conscious religious conscious you're going to look at every mess but if you are kingdom conscious you're going to celebrate today we celebrated there is no plastic bags in the city of vellore i'm going to celebrate i'm going to cooperate i'm going to see garbage city is going to become a, a garden city amen you know people say i love paris have you been anybody to paris it's so beautiful you know people say i love vellore oh that gardens of vellore it's so amazing the breeze you will be thinking charles what are you smoking man what are you talking but that's what you got a dream you got a dream about your city god is in the holistic business of restoring he's not just adding people on sunday so he get filled his ego no he wants his whole thing to be restored amen that's why the bible says the creation longs to be redeemed 
this garbage city is saying, I am not, my original design is not garbage city. That's what Vellur is known for. Clean, green and beautiful. Hello? Vellurians are kind, hospitable and generous. Not stingy. You squeeze your Gandhi tender piece note 20 times. Release it, Father. Amen? Okay. The whole prayer is works like this. We've been dealing with this for five weeks. The kingdom prayer works on ideas and consequences. Say ideas, ideas. consequences. So God's idea is this. These four are the God's idea. What is the God's idea? Our father. That means you're not part of a religion. You're part of a family. Okay. What does that mean? The consequences. He gives me. He gives us a family. What is the second idea of God? Your name. See, the name tells about the character of the person. That's why the author, Philippians, Paul says, God's name is exalted above all other names. What does that mean? That name allows me to live in freedom, sets me free. Isn't it beautiful? The consequence of the name. Today, people don't know his name and they are bound. That's why they say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bind up the brokenhearted, set the captives free. Amen? Isn't it beautiful? The third idea of God, your kingdom. What does that mean? That means I am not here to just blindly follow this religious rut. I am here to co-create with him. Wow. That means every single day when you get up, even though you don't really didn't want to pray to God, God is saying, I want to pray with you. I want to connect with you because we you and me are going to co-create together. The Bible says in the Genesis, God brought all the animals and he allowed Adam to see what name he would have. And he adds a little bit of humor at the back. He says, Adam could not find his soul mate. So I could imagine he could have seen a giraffe. Mm, it's going to be too tall to kiss her. The next would be hippopotamus. Ah. Oh. She can keep me warm, but to go and buy Kanjiburam Pattu silk, you need 25 meters, you know. So, you understand? So that's why he could not do anything. He got so tired and he went to bed. I am so lonely. And then God put him to sleep, brought a helper. This is my imagination, okay? This is Charles' version. Anyway, that's why the idea of God is the Father gives us a family. Idea of God is His name. That brings us to a place of freedom. Idea of God is kingdom that leads us to a place where we co-create with him. The last idea is, is the will. What does that mean? It means it delivers us to walk naturally, supernatural. One man of God said, you are born natural, but your lifestyle is supernatural. Amen? What is that? I am born natural, but my lifestyle is supernatural. doesn't mean you have to be a holy roller's. There's a church is divided between holy rollers and frozen popsicles. The holy rollers, they always, everything is spirit is moving. Even the window, they didn't forgot to close the latch. Spirit is moving, brother. Lemon on the front of the home, spirit is moving. Everything is spirit, spirit, spirit. You know, one guy came home, came to my church. At that time I was pastoring a village church. He came and said, please tell my wife to cook food. Every night I come back from, you know, he does the coolie work. I... She doesn't cook. She's just in the kitchen praying. I asked her why because she said, don't eat. Jesus is coming soon. I said to her, he's not coming soon. You are going soon. (laughs) There is a bit of a 
deceiving spirit there to deliver us from evil so that we can walk supernaturally the word evil it's actually if you flip that word it's live hello that's that's what god has called us he called us to live so when we are not delivered what happened we stuck in the evil evil basically means we don't live anymore in a nutshell when we talk with god we don't lose our breath so what happens keep talking when we walk with god we don't lose our strength so what happens so keep walking when we wait on god we don't lose our time so keep waiting walking talking waiting i wrote down this bottom line principle time spent with god is never a waste of time many times we don't have time this morning in our devotion the author was saying he was saying don't be a crowd seeker be a kingdom seeker and that kind of impressed in our hearts this morning when we were praying lord i don't want to be a crowd seeker i want to be a kingdom seeker so many people wants to be crowd seeker how am i going to be approved belong be there but then god is saying seek me this crowd is going to follow you amen isn't it beautiful this kingdom prayer is so practical it's not to repeat it's not to just memorize it's from here to here the longest distance that's why dr zacharias says the longest distance any person travels is from the head to the heart and let's take some time to ponder on this when i talk to god i don't lose my breath so i'm going to keep talking when i wait upon god i don't lose my time so i'm going to keep waiting but the word wait means expectation with expectation just hang out you know when you are in love you just hang out when i met her 10 years ago she would take me to see park and i don't like the park and all those things i come from vellore no where is the park she will say let's take a walk on the park i know my park in vellore fort so she said let's take a walk let's hold hands walk i'm like let's go to a mall watch a movie we get a popcorn that's my style but i do it because why because you're in love you hang out time spent with the time i invested in my wife is never a waste of time hello but sometimes we like oh no it's too much when you say good to god it's too much then you know your spiritual level is very far from what's the original design so let's make a commitment this is the whole five weeks we took to pray talk about this is not just to give you like a good teaching but to really motivate you to say i am determining myself to spend some time to hang out with jesus and it could be in the morning it could be in the evening but find a time where you could hang out with jesus the word fellowship basically means hanging out hello if you if my team my favorite team is csk if i wanted to watch my final csk versus mumbai indians i wouldn't call my friend justin i would say csk is playing let's have fellowship together do i use that word fellowship what do i say chicken is on me drinks is on you let's hang out yes or no that's exactly the word it's a old word we are using still i'm going to the men's fellowship and you go there there is no fellowship no sheep at nothing hang out in the presence of god take some time just to be in the presence of god just hang in there with a, you know the bible says take me to the inner chambers what is the inner chambers if you go to the western countries especially in europe they have something called underground in that they store their precious wines 
Of course, Tamil Bible translated into grape juice, but that's a different story. But in the, in the, in the Western countries, they have something called cellar. They store their precious wines. And they usually take their close friends to go down. They have usually have two or three chairs, very cozy. They open their precious bottle and they pour to one another and they talk intimate stuff. They don't give it to any normal people. The Bible says, Songs of Solomon, take me to the inner chambers. What does that mean? He's asking you to the, come to that intimate place where he can share secrets, where he can have communion with you. Isn't it beautiful? Why don't we take some time, make a resolution in our heart. God, time spent with you is never a waste of time. I'm going to choose today. And let, let's not make a big, you know, every vision has to be measured, right? So don't make a big plan. From now on, I'm going to spend my two hours. No, say, God, help me to make baby steps. I want to start from today. I want to hang out five minutes with you. I want to start by just hanging out with you. You know, just don't blah, 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 blah. Just hang in there. You don't need to pray. You don't need to start, Lord, I come before your presence in the name, mighty name of your son, Jesus, Alpha and Omega, Greek. Just that religious rant, throw it in the garbage. Just hang in there. Daddy, your son is here. Thank you for your blood. The four weapons God has given us, the name of Jesus, its identity, the blood of Jesus, that's our security, the word of God, that's our authority, the praise, that's our lifestyle. Just come, say, God, thank you. Just hang in there. Divine thoughts will come out. I cannot teach you. You have to experience this. This is called prayer. Kingdom prayer is not talking. Kingdom prayer is listening. Can we do that? Let's make a determination. If you are married, hold your wife's hand. Take five minutes every day. We have decided like that for the last eight years. We are not going to run here and there. So many work is there. I'm going to hold my wife's hand. Just pray. I'm going to bless my kids. Why? Because this is how I start. I give room to God. Seek first the kingdom. Everything else will be added. Amen? All right. So we, we are done practically, but I want to finish off with this. And if you are with your families or friends, whoever, or if you came alone, if you see, sit next to your friend, hold their hand and make a determination today. God, I want to hang out with you as a family. You know, Joshua made this profound statement. He said this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know where he said that? He said it in the context where people were saying, I'm going to go here, I'm going to go there, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to worship that, I'm going to worship that. Joshua said, you know what? Chup karo. As for me and my house. So,